Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril, and get ready for the show. Just a word of warning, spoilers ahead. Yo, what's up, guys? And we are back again. Episode 15. Hope you guys enjoyed the last one. Damn, Elo Elo was great, but I guess you guys have a new movie for me. So, without further ado, I got my boys... Raf, Ali, and you guys have a new movie for me. Uh, yeah, I wonder yeah, yeah. what it is. Oh man, I mean, we're 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 changing gears here. We're changing pace. We're going for something that is uh, beyond the realms of beauty and delicate and 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 tender. We're going straight for action-packed, amazing, just crunching blood and stick and knives and shots and fires. Ollie, why don't you go before I ramble and start saying nonsense? <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, we've got a treat for you. We, we're going to be watching a film that couldn't be further in tone and style from Elo Elo, I'd say. But um, so we're going to be watching The Raid. Gareth, I want to say Evans. No, Edwards? Evans. Gareth Evans, sorry. Yeah. Gareth Edvin, Evans, 2011 Indonesian action masterpiece. Oh, shit. Um, perhaps the greatest film cover the greatest hand-to-hand combat sequences ever caught on film Mm. but yes this is a film from indonesia so this is falling under our umbrella of southeast asian gems but yeah the director who made this film is actually from wales but he i think was living in indonesia for a long time and and maybe had an indonesian wife Mm -hmm. but yes anyway so he got to know i think he made another film before this and he became uh he became good friends with Iko Wais, who is um an MMA or like a martial artist slash actor. They made this film together. He became entrenched in the local uh martial arts action filmmaking scene. And he kind of brought all of these um resources and talents to the fore in the raid, which is yeah, I'll say it again, one of the best action films ever made, possibly. And uh just, you know wow like a, a shot of adrenaline to the arm mm-hmm. like there is no other film like it damn um yeah so i'm really excited well, i think we're all really excited for you to watch this jay berlin i've definitely heard it. of this movie and i'm i'm pretty sure i've seen like a scene I, i'm pretty sure rafi showed me like one of the scenes from this movie and mm-hmm. i know it's inspired mm-hmm. a lot of crazy action sequences across like um i think it was like the punisher the, the punisher tv series and daredevil or? Daredevil, yeah, Daredevil like, it inspired Dread um, after it as well, uh, which was a sleeper hit. And people out there, go watch Dread because that's another excellent action film. Um, but it definitely created this massive ripple effect on the uh, for the action genre and for um, fight choreography as a whole. Uh, it 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 it, it, it um, deleted or sh- shall I say terminated the the. Uh, chop and edit fight sequences that we are most accustomed to seeing for Hollywood action films. This gives us, you know, we're talking about five to 10 to 15 minutes, long takes, action sequences, tightly choreographed shit, man, it's bananas. Um, So uh, like Ollie said, I'm super excited for you to see this film and and to to, to receive the kind of emotions that I have whenever I talk about the Raid Redemption. It's yeah, a dude, kick to the teeth, man. Quite literally. Sweet. Yeah. I can't wait because yeah. I know how much you guys love action movies, especially oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little dude called All Tom right, Cruise. Recording everywhere, so. folks. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise. Where can I? Where where to begin with Tom Cruise? But that's yeah. maybe another another. That's another thing. Tom. But um, yeah. I know you guys love your action movies, so I am super right. excited for this because I love like kung fu and I love. Um, I can't remember what those Thai um, martial arts um, movies. Ong Bak, yeah. That was oh, yeah. Well, I should say that this film um, All I can uh, uses is Tom specifically Cruise Indonesian in martial arts form, mm. which is yes. known as Pengkak Silat. It's hilarious. Please give it a watch. Which is incredibly acrobatic. and That? No, that I've never watched, actually. Like a dance. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I know a few people this. in yeah. Singapore who've done Silat. Yeah, past, it's a classic so, Tom Cruise, um, eh? Super excited. Can't wait to watch this. I'm sure you guys can't wait to watch this movie again. I feel like you guys really want to watch this again. So, oh, um, so, yeah, so excited about this. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Yeah, okay, come on, let's go. All right. All right, okay. I'll see you guys later then. I'll catch you in a bit, though. Yo, what's up, guys? And we are back again. We just watched The Raid, and holy fucking shitballs, that was an intense movie. Oh, I don't yeah. even know where to start. Freaking, was it Ramu? I think his name was Ramu, the main character. But goddamn, he's got some moves. Rama. 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 Yeah. Damn, Rama has some straight up moves. He fucked people <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. dude, Gabriel, I love that. Gabriel, am I correct in thinking that you have some like martial arts experience yourself i mean i did it for cast back in ib i did some martial arts and then i did it <laughs> so i know <laughs> that's a hard no so that's, no no so no you ain't I, got, so you ain't got no skills is what i did saying. it i did it i mean i'm pretty trash i guess like i did what jujitsu i did some muay thai some boxing but like all right, it's, not, all right. it's not my thing like it was never mm, like oh okay. the the martial arts dude, but I do love martial arts movies. Martial mm -hmm. arts movies mm -hmm. are sick. I've I've seen like every single Bruce Lee movie. I love Jackie Chan. Um, mm. Ong Buck was really cool. Uh, I consider The Matrix a, like a martial arts movie. Oh, so one hundred percent. The yeah, Matrix is sure. awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. Kill Bill. So this for me was like boom, eye opening. Like I loved it. I loved it. And I love the fact that you had never watched it before. So it's like it it was re like it was a revolution for me and it was it was it was nice to 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 have someone never watch it before and gain that ah, experience and yeah. gain that enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I don't know many people who have never who had never seen this film before like by yeah. this point and so I I'd, I'd never even heard of it, which is really? crazy. Yeah, I mean, Amazing. I think I think Raf, I think once when we all hung out in London um, you guys were talking about the raid, and I was like, uh, "Well, what is that?" And then mm. you guys showed me the one of the first sequences. You know, when they break through the floor slash ceiling, and they're like just mm -hmm. fucking shit up. I mean, I'm gonna swear a lot in this movie because holy moly, because <laughs> it's because it's action. It's action. Yeah. You just gotta swear, action. motherfucker. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, well, think... every time we swear, we have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think both of you guys showed me that scene, and for some reason, I never watched the movie. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's well, my here we initial. Are now. That's that's here my initial. Are comments like i want to hear mm. yours for watching it again when was the last time you guys watched this movie before the last time um i think i'm not too sure i think probably 
maybe five or six years ago. I knew I wa- oh. I know I watched it quite a few times in university. I don't think I watched it for the first time in university, but I definitely think it was one of those films that was whacked on late at night, you know, mm. when someone wanted to have their mind blown or you kind of just wanted to, I don't know, just be washed over with pure action spectacle. And also it's a really good, you know, um, it's a really good like uh, film to watch as a, in a group as well. Mm-hmm. This is one of those ones where if you're watching with other people, the collective experience of reacting to it and, you know, it has so many oh shit moments. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. It, and it's a great movie to just kind of, yeah, to kind of share with other people. And so, yeah. Yeah, watched it a lot in university. Probably watched it at some point in the last four to five years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, uh, for me, it was when I was living back in Melbourne and uh, I watched it with the the OFS crew, you know, we're talking about Ashan, Seb, Cody, um, and and holy shit ass fuck. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of those, sorry, 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 but it's one of those, like, just insane films that you try to, like, like just grasp it in one go and you just have to watch it again because the first viewing was just it blew it blew my mind that i had to give it a few more watch i'm curious Um, to see how this podcast is going to go by the way because as you can as listeners can probably already tell it's hard to really talk about this critically in a way that is comprehensible because (laughs) so far it's just been a steady stream of holy Uh, shit dude like the oh my god that bit with the thing where they punch oh my god dude (laughs) then they kick it in the ass (laughs) oh my god it's fucking rocked yeah so this might be one of the most obnoxious episodes we record (laughs) definitely definitely the most obnoxious but yeah maybe not i don't know let's try to deconstruct yeah. Uh, let's well, well, let's 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 dig into it. Um, and I guess what we can start with is maybe deconstructing a bit of the uh, well, what essentially is the the fight sequences and, and the action of it before we maybe dig into the story. Mm. Um, but I'd like to say first that so this must have been at least my sixth watch, um, and I'm talking that it's my sixth watch for the raid and for the raid two, which Gabriel, if you haven't seen it please get on that after this podcast. Oh, mm. But, and, and for you listeners mm. out there, if you haven't seen the raid too, I mean, you're, we're talking about a sequel that's elevated, you know, the first, um, but anyways, this being my sixth watch, um, I wanted to have a look at what it sounded like in English. So I dedicated myself to watching the whole thing, uh, in English audio and holy smokes it is it, it's it's horrible it takes my <laughs> whole experience and i wish i could like take it all back um but i did it but just for you listeners out there do not watch anything that's foreign anything that's that's international do not watch it with an english dub uh, it ruins it steals it robs uh, the essence yeah. of the film and that's what it did i mean me. with one exception maybe sometimes i think it's okay to watch say an animated, animation an animated yeah. film because yeah sure. because you know, they're able to dub those in a way that seems pretty organic because they don't have to, you know. Yeah. It's not so, obviously, because it's animated, they can just use different voice recording artists. For sure. Even then, I, I, I do usually prefer to, you know, watch it in its original dub. Yeah. But, for for example, like for the Studio Ghibli films, they, um, they actually get some pretty great, um, uh, like, voice recording artists from... The U.S. and the U.K. often to do the yeah. English dubs, and I, I think those are yeah. often overseen by people from Pixar. But I digress. Um, yeah, I can mm. imagine watching a live-action film 
in a, that's you know that was made in a different language in an English dub is never a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you watch and, and, it in, in, in Bahasa, Raleigh? Um, in Bahasa, wouldn't it be um, Bahasa Indonesia? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. I, I watched yeah. it in Bahasa Indonesia. Oli <laughs> <laughs> yeah. getting lost there. It's like I'm Bahasa. really no. I'm really I'm really showing my ignorance there. Because um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was thinking like on, Bahasa Malay. Be um, yeah. So yeah, Bahasa yeah. means language, and then followed by. Malayu or Indonesia, so it's like Malaysian oh. language, Indonesian language, but they share. So does Bahasa mean language in both, both in Indonesian and in um, yeah. Malay? Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, I think, didn't know that. I think the differences are very similar to like Brazilian Portuguese and Portuguese in Portugal. I think that's mm-hmm. like sure. It's they're like very similar in dialects, but whatever. Okay, let's let's not get into that. Yeah. Let's let's so, get yeah, into yeah, this yeah. movie. Don't watch it yeah, in watch it, watch it in Bahasa. Don't watch it in English. And yeah. let's get into it. Yeah, I watched it in Bahasa. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that is definitely the ideal way to watch it. Mm. But the thing is, if, if you're, you know, for anyone out there who doesn't like reading subtitles, for starters, I think, you know, it's it's something, it just might be a taste that's acquired. So I think you need to still try to commit to watching films with subtitles. But in this case, it won't really matter much because there's not a lot of talking going on. You know, <laughs> no. they kind of speak, vol- their actions speak volumes in this film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not they're to say that there's no the story, talking. but the yeah, emphasis. Exactly. The emphasis in Bahasa was so good. Like when he got onto the mic and started saying, "Like there are these motherfuckers in this building. I want mm. all of y'all to like." Oh, and the way he spoke, it was just like, it was yeah. scary, wasn't it? Like, it's, oh yeah, he was oh, scary. Yeah. That boss. Like, and it's a well, the person I, I was watching it with my housemate, and he was just commenting on what an interesting. Because I don't think it's it's rare for people, I think, to watch Indonesian movies and to hear Indonesian being spoken if they're not um, in Indonesia, in the country itself. And it's just a really interesting language, like on a musical, yeah. in a musical sense. It's really like it's spoken at a really fast pace or clip, it seems mm-hmm. like to me. And um, yeah, they have great emphasis, great elocution. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So I and think... just and great and great lines like we're we're like yes we're talking a movie that 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 um, visually tells the story through uh, fight and through action but there is a story underlying there and there and there are some great like you know maybe slightly cheesy but great action you know quotes and we're talking like yeah. you know great names as well so there is there is that like emphasis on on really kind of stirring the action genre with yeah. giving us like quotes you know that are that are like so relatable to the action genre yeah. what i loved was like yeah okay it did fall into like the tropes of a martial arts movie but so let's say with the first with the first scene right where there's like the yeah he's working out you know, there's his pregnant wife sleeping and he comes and like kisses her <laughs> belly and kisses her forehead. And he's like, I'm coming back. But they get over that. And I think like what, two minutes maximum. Yeah. The entire yeah. thing. Mm. They were like, OK, that's his story. This is where he is. And it's and it's yeah. done. And I think I it's think it's action. almost like the film. The film is acknowledging that it's working with very well-worn tropes. And yeah. so it doesn't waste your time by, you know, dwelling in those spaces for too long you know exactly. they don't force you to sit through like 10 minutes of of um table setting 
with the mm-hmm. with the with the central storyline or with the the family back home you know they just they just they i mean that scene that you're talking about with his wife in the beginning there's barely any dialogue i don't even know if she says anything i don't think so mm. i think he Which, like there's a moment where so basically it's him training then there's him praying him praying yeah and then there's him um with his wife and uh, yeah, with his wife and then which is out. which is even that is like visually it's quite I mean you know I don't want to sound over the top but like visually that gives you a good sense of who he is as a character right exactly just mm. in those two you see that for him praying and fighting that devotion they're probably one and the same yeah. so he probably discipline he probably equates yeah his 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 training as a fighter with his faith as as a mm. Muslim and then his commitment mm. to his family follows yeah. right after that exactly. And I think I can't remember because I watched this about a week ago. Like, um, but was there like a phone like over over the background? Like while all this was going on, he was receiving like what his mission was. Like, like there a was briefing. a phone call, yeah. like a briefing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's what was happening. So they got over that really quickly, mm-hmm. and that's what I liked. And then and all the while, all the while you you get the um, and, and this is something that I want to talk about later, but um, the sound engineering and the music behind it, you get like this ticking, the, the constant mm. ticking. Of oh, the, yeah. And, and it's like that 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 kind of um, that kind of pacing, it, it adds to the pace and it adds to the thrill and to the suspense of 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 the entire movie, this kind of lingering um, ticking sound uh, that that just yeah just elevates the the suspense a lot more um and dramatizes it in just the right way mm. um so then you get straight into it when they're in the van and they're getting their briefing from their captain and then you are like you are in it and as soon yeah. as they get out of the van that's that's when you know shit's gonna go down you know it's yeah it's it's just one of those things where um you both are right it doesn't it doesn't laden you with or bore you with um all this backstory or all the unnecessary exposition yeah, exactly. And you and you realize no. that what's you know like like um like any good story, they realize that they can inst- instead of doing like an exposition dump at the beginning, where they tell mm-hmm. you exactly who they're going for, what they need to achieve, and also what you know certain characters have done that is going to be you know that is going to have an effect on what happens. They just kind of pass la- that information a little bit over time in the middle of yeah. the action scenes, yeah, which is really mm-hmm. good, like revealing um, and- his brother and. His, yes. Uh, the people that he works with, or the betrayal of the um the the, the, the lieutenant or the, lieutenant. the, the yeah, captain, yeah. whoever. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that, and even just the backstory yeah. in general. It's like slowly revealing to you. It's slowly revealed while some like straight up bad assery was going on. Mm, mm, mm. Like, What's, I think. Sorry, go ahead, Raph. No, I I I just like to say that um I think Gareth Evans um really evolved as a director because his one of his first features Merentau, which is also an action drama uh he received a kind of a backlash for not having enough action in the first 40 minutes of the film and i think mm. in the first 40 minutes of the film he did introduce that kind of expositiony that kind of um that it riddled it with like you know a backstory and and kind of made it maybe more lamentable that way so maybe people were waiting for the action to come. Whereas this, mm. he kind of learned from this, from his mistakes or whatever, if you want to call them mistakes, but he kind of learned from that and, and decided, you know what, I'm going to give the audience exactly what they want. And like, yeah, starting first 10, 15 minutes, you're getting, you're already getting the suspense. I what's, was already getting goosebumps. You know? But what's great about it as well is that it does, it does hold on the, the type of action that this film has become known for. 
mm. until a little bit later on. So yeah. yeah, you do you do get dropped in. You have like gunfights going on and tense action set pieces pretty early on in the film. But in terms of like the Salat, is it Salat? Salat, yeah. Silat, like yeah, hand-to-hand combat, like mm. in terms of eco waste, the star, his, you know, his secret weapon, his natural ability. Mm. I don't think you see that until that first corridor fight until maybe, mm. I want to say like 25, 30 minutes into the film. Yeah. So yeah, it does. It like is the real ca- yeah. action didn't happen until, yeah, they got to. I mean, you're getting like floor. shootouts happening yeah. and stuff, but there's a mm. point where the guns are tossed to the side or like most of the team has been disposed of. Yeah. Cause they made it from, seem you, as if like they had everything on lock, like for the first half an hour, everything was like, yeah, they're arresting people. No one was dying. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, all because of well, that one kid gets fucked. Yeah. yeah that one that, kid. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that's when it really, yeah, you're right. That's when it really begins to drop into another level. Um, mm. And, and the intensity just like, spikes you see that kid getting shot and that that whole that whole scene the drama behind it that's like just boiling and festering in it and you're just like holy shit what's gonna happen next and then i think this is one of my favorite scenes in the film uh, and we can get into like our favorite scenes too but is when they're all looking up and they see this pitch black apartment because oh, yeah. they turned off all the lights and they're just waiting and it's this this eerie silence that happens with like the you know the, the kind of overemphasized the, the Christopher Nolan like yeah and it's and then you and then you see the the they shoot the shotgun to open the door and the light flashes and with that light flashes you see on the top floor every one of the henchmen with their guns ready to just yeah, like dude. take everyone that was down. that was a great um that was a great visual touch i will say yeah. though if you're trying to be somewhat um, uh, discreet <laughs> or uh, kind of like, or like stealth, I don't know yeah. if like opening a door by just like shooting the handle off with a shotgun <laughs> is the best way to achieve it. But um, although it is an actual <laughs> tactic that SWAT use, um, so but you're what? right. If they're tr- if they're, they're, they're yeah, way they're... of like picking locks and just shooting a shotgun at <laughs> the doorknob. Well, I think I think don't they use like battering rams or something instead? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like they didn't receive the right funding for this mission. Well, now we we know towards the end that this was just a a mission to basically all have them all slaughtered because it was like a cover up. But um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. The shotgun was a bit of an ill advised kind of move. Yeah. So still very presented very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I mean, expanding on what you were talking about with the suspense and like the darkness and stuff. I think that's what was done really well. They like bring you down and then you're, Mm. you know, they like make you feel scared and then they amp it up with like some crazy action and they bring it back Mm. down with like, um, uh, like for me it was, uh, what was the scene? The scene when they get hidden in the wall. Oh yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes too. I have that written down. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, Mm. that, that scene was like with the, with the, What's it called? The parang? Like the... Yeah, the, the parang. The, the, mach- the machete. Yeah, the machete. Like yeah. in his cheek and, and then he wipes the blood off with his finger. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, this... Like, I don't think I've ever shouted, oh shit, in a movie this many times. And I watched it with like a bunch of people as well. This is the first time I watched a movie newbie movie with a bunch of people. And yeah. everyone was like, holy shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like when the dude, I think he gets like kicked off one floor and then his back, 
hits oh, like the yeah. other floor and then it like breaks in he, half. He basically like, he basically oh gets the God. most <laughs> he basically gets the most intense Thai massage ever at that moment. <laughs> Dude, man was got folded like a book. Yeah. Moby, oh man. <laughs> or just I mean oh, the one and- the one that's always like elicited the greatest oh shit from any group that I've watched it with and, and myself included is that one move. I don't know how you describe it, but he's sort of, I think it's like a wrestling move. You know, when you oh, grab someone the by the head and oh, you kind yeah, of like yeah, 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 bring yeah. them down and he just brings him onto like his neck onto like the uh, threshold yeah. of the door. Yeah. And I the great thing that. about that oh. shot is that the shot is completely still like for most of this film, while, the, while you're having fight scenes, you have the camera moving around and kind of shaking mm-hmm. around them. But for that, they just kind of keep it fixed straight on. So you could you know that there's no trickery involved. Yeah. And he just slams his neck on like the door the door um threshold. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, um if and, I'm not and, wrong, did they did the the Punisher, right? Like the Netflix show, did they copy something shot for shot? Daredevil. I feel like I've seen it. Daredevil. Daredevil? Did it. They yeah. copied so shot Daredevil for shot. Season, well, not I think they just paid homage to to mm. Raid um by kind of recapturing that that very specific uh, fight scene in the corridor, especially the head smashing on the wall multiple times as he goes right. down. Um, Daredevil, mm. yeah, literally did uh, just, yeah, same choreography and same moves to just pay homage to it. Okay. Um, and a lot of, and a lot of um, what Raid did kind of, kind of presented that and distributed a lot of their um, uh, influence onto other, um, yeah. American American action films, including the likes of John Wick. Um, so the raid definitely helped pave the way for new types of action films, yeah. and only that, but like new new ways of um, reinvigorating fight sequences and fight action set pieces. Yeah. So, and, and, if, and if I mean, uh, yeah, you, I mean, if you put this in, sorry, but if you put this in context, I think it's important. Like, if you look at the state of action films mm. and um, martial art films pre the raid so the raid was made in what 2010 2011 came out 2000 mm-hmm. um early 2012 in the west and if you look at the action films of the 2000s the the the, the dominant style is like the paul greengrass um yeah. style of action so for those of you who don't know paul greengrass is a director who made who's most well known for making most of the born films and even though he's um a, a very competent director with a, a brilliant visual sense he's known to do he's known for like the docudrama style of filming things mm. where it's incredibly shaky and there's a lot of fast cuts and yeah. a lot of the action films whether they are martial arts or not were built around like close-up shaky cam and lots of cuts which made mm. um piecing together the action kind of impossible mm. and, and really hard to trace and it was often done i think just to generate a really superficial sense of of tension Movement. And then, okay. yeah, of movement, absolutely. And then it also kind of, it it drew a disconnect between what you were seeing on the screen because you, there were, it looked like it was masking that the actors or that the performers mm-hmm. on screen were not actually doing anything like this. They were not really going through the motions. Yeah. Like for mm. me, what I, what I really think is there's a really good balance between the use of like long takes. So this brings me back to the old school kung fu movies that uh the shaw brothers used to do they used to do like huge choreographic sequences where people would be fighting like 
I don't know, you could count maybe about 40 or 50 moves that these actors would be doing, but it was all shot in like a, a single frame. So the camera wouldn't necessarily move. And then in combination with maybe that 2000 style where, yeah, it's kind of shaky. I think there was one part in this mm. in this movie where the camera did look like it was a bit shaky, but everything you could still see everything that was going on. But mm. um, I like the combination of the movement with these long fighting sequences, which makes it seem very natural. And damn, like the amount of fitness that these guys must have had. Oh, like, yeah insane yeah. like i oh, especially i was getting tired watching these fight. guys yeah that last yeah. fight. the the, yeah. the two-on-one sure. fight wait i have his the two on one i have yeah. his i have his uh name written down just as a as an honorable mention is this i think the Star it's Wars uh guy? yayan yeah the yayan, yayan ruan who is yeah yayan who ruan. plays who plays mad dog yeah yeah and i think him. he's he was in star wars yes he was along with uh, two of the other guys along, from the film along with Ico, who is who was in the first yeah, um, in, yeah. the force, in the force awakens, force yeah, awakens they both kind yeah. of make a they, they made a cameo yeah appearance in that mm. which um, was a bit of a waste because you didn't actually see them even fight i think no exactly no. like if they're not fighting what's the point, what's the point? no i mean yeah it's nice i guess it's nice just to see different looking i mean you know people from different a different industry um show up in this yeah. big american hollywood film but yeah, you were, it, it did feel like you were kind of diversity check. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you did feel like you were wasting their talent by bringing them on screen and not having them at least do, you know, mm. not do anything physical. But yeah, yeah. Yaya, uh, Yaya and Ruan is great. He's got an incre- he's not just an incredible martial arts, you know, fighter, which is pretty obvious. But he, he just like Eco Aways, he has a great presence on screen. Mm, and he's yeah. also, I think, um, a great example of that uh, credo. You know, it's the small person you've got to watch out for. Mm. Yeah. But see, that's yeah, what I, I mean, really enjoyed about this movie was, you know, when it comes to these kinds of movies, I'm always like, oh, the acting is probably going to be subpar, like not that great. But it actually surprised me because some of these dudes were pretty believable in what they were doing. I was actually very shocked at how good the level of acting was in my like that's in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. No, and it's and it's such a particular style as well. For me, I just wrote down intense acting. Mm. It's just mm. like all very intense. You know, mm. all is it's all it's almost plain mad. You know, like no one no one in 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 real life you know looks at someone for that long with their eyes just glaring, almost like popping out of their skulls. Yeah. Um, but I feel like these extreme emotions are evoked by the extreme circumstances, and they are played so well, and they're so grounded that you mm. just believe. You believe that. that that look that he's giving for five minutes and like talking, like shouting like that, mm. you just believe it's almost thespian like, you know, it's it's very it's very old and traditional type of acting and exaggerated, but it works. But um, I feel it's also very Southeast Asian, you know, like, oh, yeah, the intensity in yeah. in looking and mm. not just like shouting at someone, but the intensity in like staring someone down is a very. I it's amazing, like Asian, but I think I think yeah, the operative word here is 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 presence, right? I think yeah, yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. look, okay, so having presence and being a good actor, I think, are two different things. And I think largely you'd hope that all movie stars are good actors, but they not all good actors have presence. And mm-hmm. so I think like I, you know, usually Raf is the one who we can rely on to bring the research here, but I did a little myself. Yes. <clears throat> Hold the applause and um uh and. Apparently, I think part of the reason that Gareth Evans um, 
partnered himself with Iko Awais, who was the star of his last film, Marin Tao, was because not only was the, you know, not only did he, could he see that he was an incredible um, martial arts performer, but he knew that he just looked great on camera and had a fantastic mm. presence in front mm. of the camera. And, and yeah. he said, and apparently that was in addition to his fighting abilities was the key reason why he decided to build these two movies around him. Mm. And I think Eco Waste, if you, cause he's been in quite a few other films since this, he has improved yeah, as an actor, yeah. but he has shortcomings mm. because he was not trained as an actor, but he's always mm. had an incredible presence in front mm. of the camera. And, and you're, you're right. just drawn to him even before he starts fighting. Yeah. 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 And you're right. Like that's definitely something that a lot of actors do lack. And it's not something that you like a lot, a lot, a lot of the times you're either born with that amount of presence or you cultivate it. Um, but it's definitely, um, especially in this craft that I'm surrounded in this, 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 this acting craft. Um, that's something that I've been trying to optimize, uh, in my training and in, and in, in anything that I do is capture the presence of a role. Um, because it translates uh, not just physically, but on, on screen. The camera can then tell you whether or not you are alive in that scene. Um, and a lot, a lot of it comes through presence and a lot of it comes through gaze. Like the amount of gaze work that is in this film, just it, it, in the, it's in the eyes, you know? A lot of it is explained within the eyes. And I thought that's both actors, the, the Mad Dog and, and Eco. Um, Yayan and Nico are are great at doing that, which is why they deliver the, their lines so with such palpable energy. Um, and then when they fight, it's like it's kinetic, it's high pulsing, it's high octane, and it's that speed. It's almost supernatural fucking shit, man. Like it's it's superhuman. Like there's a superhuman element to it, and it it, it elevates this like meager action um, fable into like the supernatural realm where you're like holy shit this is so different from any other action film I've ever seen because there's literally been nothing like it before maybe the yeah. only example is on back with these bombastic fight on sequences back. yeah 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 but 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 it's 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 crazy to think that um that yeah they basically reintroduced and reinvigorated and reenvisioned the action genre which like Ollie said was kind of it was not dying, but there was definitely a, a bit of a dormant kind of uh, a, a dormant uh, thing going on for a decade, at least from 2000 to 2010, because the 90s were filled with action. You know, we got The Matrix, we got Die Hard. We still have like staples in action. But to 2000s, yeah, Jason Bourne, sure, maybe a bit of James Bond, but they still didn't capture those that fight action action movies need yeah. fighting, right? They need proper fighting. And with this, you're getting sequences that are like. Did, how, did they choreograph this for like 12 months? Like, how did they do this? Um, yeah. And I do have a fact here, actually, um, that Iko and Yayan, which obviously now to think of it, of course they did, but they designed and choreographed most of the fight sequences, including that huge um, 2v1 big boss battle that we get in the end. Um, and Yayan, Yayan Wurian, who... Uh, play the mad dog. He also trained um, the equivalent of the U.S. Secret Service in Indonesia in Pankat Silat. Um, and this wow. was like in the early 80s when he was a lot younger. And he also trained the Indonesian military police in the 90s. Um, so this guy, he's got, you know, he's he, he, he's got a fucking resume full of full of shit uh, yeah. and, and, and an arsenal that he brings into this film and you know this guy was born to fight um, yeah, especially this traditional indonesian martial art which is uh Pencatsila. yeah and i think maybe 
the the sort of like decline or the regression in martial arts movies or action movies kind of happened because I guess there was a sort of boredom or people kind of got used to the the cliches of kung fu mm. and karate and taekwondo. People have seen that since the time of Bruce Lee, you know. Mm. Um, but to see something like uh, Muay Thai in Ongbak or Sila mm. in in the raid, you know, these are mm. kind of they're unfamiliar to people, and that that's mm. what I think makes it even more exciting. People love to see new types of things. I think what other than that, there's maybe Ipman, Ipman, mm. like mm-hmm. that's maybe a testament to the old school kind of martial arts, but the raid wow like it's something that mm. i've never seen before like the choreography is completely different the way they use their their limbs you know it's just like damn yeah. i never thought that you could fuck someone up like that you know like it's <laughs> and it's and the, the the focus is is on different like pressure points almost isn't it mm. yeah if you think of like a traditional fight sequence like in the kung fu style um, in the style of crouching tiger, and sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> we'll have to cut that out. We'll, um, we'll but yeah. That. yeah, we'll delete that. Yeah, but, uh, that's but yeah, what in, the it was style, in the style of kung fu, it's you know, it's you know, uh, punching the jawline or sweeping the leg or like striking the middle of the chest or something. Yeah. But here it's like you know, I'm gonna kick you with the back of the knee, then like stab your shoulder, then just kind of uh, you're like you're making sure you're yeah. landing like six blows. In different points of the body, loads, loads of forearms. I saw loads of forearms. You know, like I'm elbows gonna hit you in well. the neck and elbows and mm. well, like two kicks without really like you'd lift your leg and then kick twice before putting the the leg down yeah. back down yeah. on the ground. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was or it was there, really there's cool even that watch. one move. There's either there's even that one move. Um, I think that's my favorite move is uh, and it's my favorite fight scene is uh, when you get the Mad Dog against the captain uh, who he's quite famous now. He's he's risen in the ranks. Uh, Joe Taslim. Um, Wait, is he like, the one he who plays like, the, um, the 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 he's the sergeant I believe the um not the bad guy not the old guy. Yeah, he's the sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. The, he's so, the one sorry, who, who dies. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you, you're yeah. killing my men. You're murdering my men. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, cool. and he he has this he has this intense fight scene with with the mad dog who's like, you know what? I don't I don't like guns. You know, he, yeah. he, he like delivered yeah, this whole speech that. of of yeah. guns and knives, and I'm like, great, great villain oh, speech right yeah, there. Yeah. And um, you, that's what what is was brilliant because he's he you 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 can tell that like I don't know it's a really interesting adversary to have because. He's not, you know, there necessarily to kind of achieve his agenda in terms of mm. foiling the good guys and helping the bad no. guys get what they want. He's just, he just in it for the, the he's just in it for the fight itself. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all he wants, really. He's not good or bad. He's just in it for the fight. Yeah, which is why Mad Dog. It's perfect, perfect little name for him because yeah, yeah. He, he's in there for that for for, for the pure thrills of the fight. Uh, and that that fight scene alone is one of my favorites. And he has this one move towards the end, just before he finishes him off, where the Mad Dog like takes his head, and you think he's gonna bash it on the wall, but he actually turns around and knees him in the face. And it's all those it's all those inventive and new newly fresh fighting combinations that you're right, Gabriel, you just haven't seen before. So you're like a kid for Christmas, just like oh my god, this is so new, and like what the hell's gonna happen next? Yeah. Like you don't know how it's going to turn out because the familiarity of like um 
of a lot of kung fu films, of a lot of um, uh, of these like older uh, generation action genres, you kind of get where they're gonna go, where you kind of get like, yes, uh, yeah, John McClane is gonna hit him in the face maybe once or twice. You know, you, there's a familiarity to the to the choreography of it all. So mm. it's it, this is so new and fresh, and I think this is why we were just so thirsty for it. We're like, oh my god, yeah. this is blowing my shit. I think yeah. what I loved about the Mad Dog character was basically like like you said, you know, he he has like a creed, you know, he draws like he draws it in the line, like uh, in the sand. Mm-hmm. He draws a line in the sand. That's 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 what I was trying to say. And mm-hmm. yeah, in that scene specifically where he's like, you know what, let's let's let me put my gun down, you know, let's mm-hmm. you know, man to man, you know. Yeah, fight yeah. with these. He has a code. The code, yeah, the code you know, of conduct, I, yeah. It's I that's what I really liked. And I think that's a good um I think every good villain has something like that. Like that's what I'm mm. drawn to. That he has his principles as well. It's not just the heroes that have principles. It's the villains they have their own um their principles. Yeah, you don't want you don't want a bad guy. Well. It's not always interesting if the villain is just compl- has yeah, has no principles and is completely amoral and is just simply doing whatever they can to achieve what you know their character needs to achieve for the story to work it's always mm-hmm. better if they have their own um yeah exactly their own code or their own morality that they try to stick to as warped or yeah. twisted as it is mm. so raf and do you think that yeah. was your your favorite fight scene the that one i mean uh it, it's definitely for for this movie it's it's one of my favorite fight scenes uh overall i think the one that most people talk about the one that's been um the one that's been viewed the most uh or like held as one of the best fight scenes uh, ever choreographed is the last one uh, the two-on-one because you just haven't seen that kind of kinetic action ever um uh, before the raid and right. not only do these fight scenes um, offer such fresh and new and inventive way, of, uh, like, you know, fucking thrilling and octave rave of combos and sequences, but they're like a dance, man. It's like seeing two people dancing uh, or three people dancing or when there's a group, it's like a fucking rave of people dancing. And a lot of the origins of Pankat Silat, oh, and I'm going to go into the etymology a little bit here. Um but it's a traditional Indonesian martial arts for the listeners who don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you're, you're very right. But it's, 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 it's rather unknown origins. Um, so we don't even know when it kind of dated back. But there is um, some evidence that uh, the, the, the origins of Pankat Silat was actually a dance, first and foremost, mm-hmm. until mm. it became a, a secretive method of combat, yep. um, which was not meant to be shown at all. It's very similar to like capoeira in Brazil. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and and um, and and similar to um, who kind of has the same name with uh, Filipino uh, silat, which was also a traditional um, folk called? dance. Um, is, it, is it called Filipino Filipino silat? I think I, silat, I don't, isn't silat practiced in Philippines as well? It is. Yeah, it is. They, they have so they another have one own. where they have these like mm. two. They're not batons, but like they have these. Two I, I, oh, I know the one. Actually, what I, they're called. Yeah, it's not I Je- not Jedi Kit. Um, that's not the one that they had in what is that film? Uh, Equilibrium. Did anyone ever see that film? No, uh, I, yeah, of course. I, it's I Christian Bale. Um, but they have <laughs> yeah. that. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a specific name for the type of martial arts that they um, uh, promoted in that film. If, if you're again, familiar we, with DC Comics, it's what Nightwing uses. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. There we go. Yeah. It's okay. So Look, I'm looking up now, and apparently Filipino martial arts is called Sinning. Sining Panlaban. 
Selim uh, Kalaban, oh. right on. I, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, maybe, but maybe that's just a direct translation. They, a lot of a lot of these martial arts derive from the same principle, though, um, that they all came from a dance. Um, and Pankat Silat was, was one of those um, uh, early recorded, you know, historical kind of facts is yeah. that we, it, it went from a dance to being a secret um, method of combat to being uh, something like, you know, Taekwondo or Judo where everyone can kind of practice it. And Pankat refers to the performance aspect of the martial art and Silat is the essence of the fighting. Um, mm. And I like, I like, I like, I loved reading that because I could so see the kind of rhythmic dance that they display uh, in the raid. Um, it, it, it is a dance. It is a dance between two people and how they outmaneuver one another. It's like seeing a, a chess dance, you know, of how, yeah. how I'm going to take this guy down. Well, um, and, the, and, that, and that's the why, that's, that's why martial art films will never go out of style or, or, Better yet, action films will never go out of style because when done, when done at their best, they are just yeah. like musicals. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Oh, by the way, totally sorry, it's on. It's called. Sila. It's called Arnis. By the way, is the apparently the national martial art of the Philippines. What's it called? Oh, yeah. Uh, right. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Arnis, like A R N I S, also known as oh. Escrima or Kali. Escrima. Okay. Cool. Oh, Kali. Yeah, Kali. Yeah. Kali. Kali. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that bring, like that reminds me of when I was in Singapore. I used to go do uh, Taekwondo in the local community center, and mm. I think it was either it was either before our Taekwondo classes or after they would have Silat classes. Like there would be another group of people who would come for classes, and in my mind, it was less of fighting and more of like a dance you know ceremonial mm. there would be mm. there would be music in the background or even i don't mm. know if you've ever seen this but like before muay thai boxing they would do this kind of like dance in the in the boxing in the boxing ring and mm. I, I feel like that's very um it's a very southeast asian thing and i think that really brings it back to our original theme like these southeast yeah. asian um Sorry, what was it? Southeast Asian gems? Is that what we yeah, settled Southeast with? Asian yeah, Southeast Asian gems. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I've, no, I, I have a question, not to take it away from a large conversation about martial arts, but just to bring it back to that fight sequence at the very end, the um, mm. the two on one fight sequence that you're referring to. So uh, yeah, I think that's a tremendous sequence. But I, I did have a question coming in here. Was that while watching, I thought. Okay, so is this film basically telling us that Loki Mad Dog is the best fighter of all of them? <laughs> because it wasn't exactly a fair fight. I mean, it was no, two brothers on one, and he yeah. just about they just about punked him at the end. But he also yeah. he he could have killed the um yeah. the sergeant earlier with the gun, but he chose not to. And then he takes on these two brothers and almost defeats them. So granted, like one of them rested. was a little bit injured, but I don't know. He's more yeah. rested, in my opinion. Rama well, Rama spent like what that's like a good, a good 10 hours yeah fighting? rama just like <laughs> had yeah to but fight so was mad, mad dog mad dog was fighting was he not involved in any of the earlier fights i mean he fought the sergeant and then i think he was in the kitchen or i don't know if he was <laughs> yeah maybe he was refueling he was eating in the kitchen yeah maybe uh, he just stopped to have some valley <laughs> yeah maybe, yeah having the nature valley maybe he stopped yeah. to have some like meat goreng or something yes like, dude, oh, up. don't man, even start with the meat goreng yeah don't even start man i'd love some meat goreng right now indomie do you think that's why they're such good fighters because they have 
the awesome Indonesian Because they food. consume mee goreng? Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. generalizing a whole population. Uh, I mean, for the whole... listeners out there, if you've never had mee goreng or Indomie, it is the best noodles I've ever had it, in my life. It's so good. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. And I'm not I'm saying it would, right now. I'm not saying that's how they I don't I'm not saying that's the secret sauce to how the people <laughs> in this movie fight so well, but I'm not saying it's not because the food yeah. is really really good. Dude, oh, Indonesian, Indonesian food? food. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I will I will you know always what? stop take this Indonesian podcast food. right now and go order Let's some Indonesian food. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go get some nasi lemak <laughs> up in this bitch. Um yeah, no, that's, um, oh my God, that's making me so hungry right now. Um, <laughs> but to, to, to further uh, carry on about the, the, the last um, fight scene, which, you know, that was, it was talked about n- numerous times um, after this movie came out because it blew a lot of heads. But it's also a fantastic um, example of sound engineering that elevates the suspense and elevates the action sequence um, and turns it up to like 100. And I love the the sound engineering throughout this whole film but i feel like it's it's a perfect example of that in that last sequence because the final fight is so i mean the mix uh of sound with movement uh to elevate the flames you know of tension until that final move that's the 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 throat slit uh, with the was it with with the lamp yeah, that the, kind of the broke light. yeah the fluorescent lights what are they called <clears throat> and it's I know what you mean yeah those hospital those horrible hospital lights that you just kind of like impales him with mm. that's it, it all culminates to that moment and and with the sound you're there also sitting at the edge of your seat maybe like you know biting your fingers or something because it's giving you that cathartic like mm. moment of like oh my god what's gonna happen um, and that's just like beautiful sound engineering that that happened and. And, and yeah, yeah, real congratulations to 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 the men or men or women behind uh, behind the sound yeah. of this film. It's crazy. Uh, I wanted to go back on Ollie's point about how Mad Dog might have been the best fighter, I guess. But that's yeah, just really hashtag justice for Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see his Bring. prequel. That's what I want to see. Yeah, oh, that would be dope. I want to see um, the rise of Mad Dog. Oh, that'd be so but, cool. What I wanted to say was uh, what drew me to Rama, like the, the main character, the main hero, um, was the fact that he wasn't perfect. You know, that's what that was one thing with a lot of martial arts movies. You know, the main character just fucks people up and mm-hmm. they never run away from a fight. But in, in this movie, there are instances where he's like, you know what, fight or flight. And this time I'm running away. And he did that a couple of times. Mm. And um, it just drew me to the character and his plight and what was going on in the movie. You know, like he's not just the person that's going to, you know, I'm going to die fighting. That that wasn't mm. his cause. He mm. was actually smart in the way that he was doing things. And you could tell that he was powered by, yeah, he has his, his wife and his unborn child at home and... Um, just all of that. I don't know if you got that same impression, but yeah, I never usually see that in like it's like something like Ip Man, for example. You know that he's gonna take every fight and he's gonna beat up everyone. And mm. I can't remember Ong Buck, but I feel like it was similar. You know, yeah. like there was They're never often a these, moment where they, people they run often, away. Yeah, they often seem like these. Um, you know, the 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 protagonists in these kung fu films often follow like the um the sort of spiritual traveler trope or something like they're this mm. almost 
supernatural figure wandering out of yeah. nowhere who mm. live by their own codes and kind of seem almost from a different realm. And mm. yeah, I think despite his almost supernatural ability to kick ass in this film, Rama's character does always seem remarkably grounded. And yeah. and like honestly like scared and and clueless at times. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fearless too, but also clueless. Yeah. Um like his plan yeah. to just was it nuke the fridge? Yeah, <laughs> like I, so some part of it was just probably like I have no idea if this is gonna work, but let's give it. Yeah. A, I I do not know what I'm doing, so I'm just gonna give this a go. Yeah. <laughs> so oh I guess before we wrap this up and finish it off, I don't know if you guys have anything more to say, but um, I wanted to ask what the what your favorite fight scenes were. I guess I don't know. Uh, Ollie, did you say which one? was yours favorite your ugh. did you say which one was your favorite um no i don't think i did i mean you know it, it's hard to pick just one i think i'd probably have to say that just for pure for its pure novelty factor i think that probably that first um corridor sequences would be my favorite mm-hmm. or one of the two corridor sequences just because even though i do love the uh the one-on-one action you get in the kitchen and then later on with mad dog I like just the the pure mayhem of just trying to make it from one end of the corridor to the other while fending off, you know, um, three different people coming at you at once. And I do always love that trope of like these martial arts films where it's like, okay, so <laughs> it's always one guy making it through a crowd and then in the crowd, there's always one guy like, okay, my turn. And then the other guy's like, all right, I'll give it a go. And they just run in. (laughs) One by one. But here, at least it did feel a little less cheesy than that because you Mm. did get the sense that he, he, there were two people coming at him at once. Yeah. And it was a cramped space and stuff. Absolutely. And Mm, you just got to, you got those tracking shots down the hallway. So yeah, I'd say probably the first corridor sequence. Mm. What about you? And yeah. And even though, or the um, sergeant and mad dog. For me, for me, it has to be Jaka versus the mad dog um, because it's also the fatal blow at the end. You know, he mm. just cracks his neck, and it's like it's that kind of thing where he was becoming one of my favorite characters, Jaka. I really liked him. I really loved his like leadership, and mm. you, you're you're really rooting for him. But then you see this mad dog character, and he's kind of being introduced. You know, you don't really know how he's gonna fight either, and you start mm. you start seeing him kick some fucking serious ass here. I'm so sorry guys um but it's man the swear jar is gonna be and it's, it's we're gonna run out of money um <laughs> but it's it's yeah it, it really presents uh, mad dog as this like incredible threat and then you start worrying for rama because you're like this guy could take him down like you know he yeah. just took down jaka with little to no effort um so yeah no that 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 one for me was my nice. favorite yeah for about me, yours i, I think so I don't know if the listeners know this, but I I did national service in Singapore and I was in the police force. Let me force. salute you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, the coolest scene was when he was kicking some serious ass with his baton. Mm. There's that part where mm. I think he had his dagger and the baton, and he was just like disarming and then yeah. Smacking was that him in the, the first head. corridor sequence too? I think it might have been. It was somewhere in the middle. It was after the first corridor sequence. Because that's the, you got that second that one. shot of him just pulling the plunging the, the dagger into that guy's thigh and he's just like yeah. ripping oh. into his kneecap oh i think oh, this boy. was the one when he when he was trying to get um 
that asshole partner guy. What was his name? Oh. The the guy that he hides with in the in the wall. Um, it, this mm. was I think this was the scene when they were trying to get to um, that friendly guy's apartment. Oh, shit, I'm so bad with character names. Uh, the one with I, you guys the, um, probably know this. Yeah, already, the one with I have the guy. So no, bad no, names. the one, the one, the the guy with the sick wife, right? Yeah, the guy with the, the sick the, wife. They he were, was like the only pa- who also. Why are you living, why are you in this living building? there, dude? It's apparently yeah, it's yeah. apparently <laughs> exclusively rented out by crime lords and drug yeah. and you know drug junkies. So why would why they, they seem like a nice couple? Why yeah. would they live there? But yeah, <laughs> that that scene with the baton, I was like, "Whoa, that is sick!" Like, I wish I could have. Well, not yeah. really. I wish I didn't do that stuff, and I didn't. But it would have been cool to like. I was like, "Oh shit, that's like awesome." He was like, "Dis." The thing what I liked was he was disarming people and knocking them out rather mm. than like mm. slitting their throats and killing them all the time. And that's mm. what I enjoyed. There's a few. There's a few exceptions. Yeah. Obviously, he does. He does. He, he. I'm pretty sure he has a number of of of, uh, of kill lists. Yeah. But um, but yeah. I I, I guess uh, this is towards the end of the podcast. Maybe we should have said this before. But kids, if you're out there listening <laughs> to this podcast, like beware. This is an ultra violent, hyper violent film. Um, and it shouldn't be watched for anyone under the age of, what would you say, guys? I mean, this is an R-rated film, isn't it? It's it's R? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, Yeah, I believe it is. And it's kind of that senseless, just hyper, hyper stylized, uh, violence. R R for rage. kind of gets away with it. (laughs) What? Hey, hey. And, what and kids watch watch, what kids listen to this podcast? Uh, <laughs> no, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I was honestly trying to think of one. I, yeah. I really don't think any uh, do. I'm not um, sure. Maybe my cousin, but she doesn't speak <laughs> English, so I don't think she'd understand anything. Yeah. Um, right. Before before Anyways, we finish, actually, because yeah. Ollie mentioned the the junkies, I thought that like little comedic thing when they like fall into the junkies' room and they were, I think they were doing like heroin or something, and they're like. Uh, mm. did you guys did you they see that like <laughs> did that yeah. happen yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just really I'm like endlessly fa- I'm endlessly fascinated by what the tenancy situation here is yeah. in this apartment yeah. block like do you know is there like is it like listed by a real estate agency do you need a referral like do, do they need do you need do you need yeah do you need <laughs> referrals to move in there do you need a show like um like a last six months of salary or something. <laughs> and, and and like, how much is rent there? Cause yeah. I mean, yeah, what I are mean, we talking here? Like, I bet it's a yeah. real bargain find. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, they're like, you get like a, an occasional raid um, discount on the, <laughs> so the rent's super cheap. There may be a violent shootout followed by endless um, Silat fight sequences here happening every now and then. But yeah. you know, <laughs> you get what you pay for. Month, once a month, there's gonna be like a few dead bodies just lying around <laughs> the uh, the playground area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So shall we shall All we hit right. up some ratings, guys? Let's do so it. I can't Let's remember which it. which one of you guys chose this movie. Was it was it you, Raf? Uh, I believe it. It might have yeah. been me. Yeah. So how yeah. about you hit us up yeah, with yeah. your rating first, then? Sure, sure. Um, final thoughts for me. I think Gareth Evans uh, really offers an inventive way of, of looking at um, the new action genre, reinventing the action genre by using camera techniques that swerve in and out of the action. He creates a pulsating intensity. Um, and I like his use of the camera, just making sure the camera is just another actor dancing in the midst of this film and the fight sequences. He's a visual storyteller, uh, lending 
his style to the action genre with fast and innovative shots that keep the adrenaline pumping. Iko Uwas and Yayan Ruyan and really everyone that's involved in a lot of the fight sequences do such an amazing job at creating intensity and thrilling high octane fucking action. This movie kept me on the edge of my seats and I will give it a strong nine mad dogs out of ten. Nice. Nice. How about you, Ollie? Uh, yeah. What can I really add to, yeah, you, to this you, conversation? You, that hasn't already been said. You put I it think, perfectly, um, Raf. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Really I don't have it right. That. It just comes to me. It comes to me. These things. They just <laughs> come. So eloquent. Yes, it written um, down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think this movie is. It's a watershed moment in the. It represented a watershed moment in the action and martial arts cinema genre it just kind of it's one of those films that came and changed everything and and really added a new chapter and um yeah it just takes it to new heights it's it's fantastic Mm -hmm. i mean i I, i'd written down some nitpicks to do with the story but you know i don't think anyone wants to hear those um so i won't go into them yeah who cares um you know i I will say this actually i think the story is pretty good actually the story didn't Mm. need to be as good as it was and i think that's part of the reason that beyond the action scenes that this film as opposed to a film like on back has really um resonated with an international audience Mm. um and it also gave us eco ways who i think is you know a cinematic talent that it has to be reckoned with Mm. um but yeah, it, it was just, it's just a fantastic film. It's a fantastic action film. I'm going to give it a... Hmm, I'm going to give it... Hmm, eight nuked fridges <laughs> out of ten. Um, Stole mine. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> yeah, I, I, couldn't give, I couldn't give this like a perfect score because, you know, ultimately what I go to... You know, I go to films to be wowed and this film did wow me. But for a complete experience, I do need a little bit more in terms of story and character. But if you're just looking to have an awesome time and have your mind blown, look no further than this film. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys pretty much said everything. I don't even know what to say. Um, someone who loves martial arts movies from, yeah, like I said, Bruce Lee to now to The Raid. Please, The Raid, not The Raid Redemption. I don't know why they added redemption to, <laughs> to the movie when they release it internationally but anyways um yeah great action sequences i love how it's inspired like the modern action movie and Mm. um just introduced us to this type of martial arts that really we've never seen before um Mm. the hero in this movie was great i love the twist as well like i saw it coming but you know it's kind of obvious but i still enjoyed it and like you said ollie Mm. Although the story wasn't the best story ever, it didn't have to be, you know. The there were so many great, awesome, kick ass moments that you know, I like as soon as this movie ended, I looked at my friends and we were like, So raid two, like right now? Um and then we realized <laughs> yeah, it was like three yeah. in the morning and yeah. So I'm gonna go with nine holy fucking shits out of ten. Because I said that a <laughs> nice. lot throughout the movie. Yes. 
yes. Yeah. So. And we we apologize for all the swearing in this episode. It won't <laughs> happen again. It'll probably happen again if we do. Yeah, if we watch the ring <laughs> too, yeah, it'll definitely happen again. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Holy shit! Oh my god! Can we just end like that? Just like swearing, and this podcast is full of swears. I mean, I think they've uh, gotten enough, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten it. Well, up. take us, take we've, us away, we've, Jerry. Yeah. We've definitely lost the more the um the Mormon contingency <laughs> of our audience. <laughs> if we ever had any to begin with. So yeah, um, um, as usual, you know, th- thanks for coming onto the show. Love speaking to you guys about movies. And before I go, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, five stars, give us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You know, share us, share our Spotify. You know. Listen to us on Stitcher and uh, Overcast. I can't really think of all the ones that we're on, but we're on quite a few platforms. So, um, yeah, share us around, comment, like, and I guess I'll catch you guys soon in the next one. Thanks, guys. Before you guys go, I want you to keep an eye out for the new Creative Kind podcast hosted by Alex Leonard. The reason is... I'm going to be on the show, The Movie Newbie. I'm going to be talking about how I started this podcast, the inspiration behind it. And yeah, just go check out the podcast. If you like creativity, if you like entrepreneurship, if you like both of those combined, go check it out. Alex Leonard, The Creative Kind Podcast. And see you in a bit. If you like the show, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on both at The Movie Newbie. Thanks for listening, guys, and catch you soon.